You're listening to This Side of Paradise by Marie Miller, our guest for this episode. This is Faith Fit Radio, and I'm Catherine Laguna. love that song. Welcome to the podcast, Marie. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Great to be here. Glad to have you on the show. I like to say that you're an artistic dynamite because for those that don't know Marie, here's a little bit of the impressive gifts she shares boldly with the world, basically. So she's a singer-songwriter, and the cool part about her music writing is that she draws really neat parallels to classical literature and then somehow beautifully plugs them into her songs. So I think that's creative all the way around, Marie. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad. I kind of call it nerdy, but I appreciate that you call it that. I mean, nerds are fun now, so, I mean, that's That's a plus. They're in style, I feel like, at the moment. Exactly, yeah. Another really cool thing that you do, too, is that you're a blogger, and you share so much of your faith journey with everyone, and you have... You have a lot of authentic and real experiences in your life that you love blogging about. So I think that's really neat, too. For all of those that think that that's not epic enough about Marie, all I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger and say Backstreet Boys. And and Marie, you can't tell them what that means yet, okay? They're going to have to wait to the end of the podcast to know about that. (laughs) I won't. I will not tell them. (laughs) So then, Marie, what's it like? After hearing all of these really neat things that you have going for your life, how does that make you feel? Well, I I definitely feel very blessed, but I think every uh, artist would say, you know, you have all these different dreams and milestones you want to reach, and so you're always climbing. And so um, as thankful as I am for for the gifts and the things that we've been able to do, so far I'm still like, all right, like, let's keep going. And I, I know that I'm really at the beginning and I just really want the whole, you know, the whole world to hear uh, this music. So, I spoke to other artists that have a really cool story about how they've turned their hobbies into a, a, you know, a career basically. But I don't think I've ever heard of anyone saying, but I think this is really cool, Marie, that they've started out their music career with a little bit of Lord of the Rings in there. I mean, tell us what that's about. Yes, yeah. So I started songwriting. I think that's what you're talking about. If you, I'm trying to remember because I'm I'm so into Lord of the Rings. I'm like, which Lord of the Rings story is this? I know um, there's but, so many. Yes, but I I uh, wrote my first song with a, a Lord of the Rings poem in mind, and then uh, we ended up changing the lyrics in the end. But that was like my first inspiration for a song was a poem from uh, Lord of the Rings, and I think it was in the Fellowship. Oh, that's so neat. And then I think you also draw from like Hunger Games and stuff like that. I really feel like I could go to the movies with you and we would like all of them. (laughs) Good. I know. I love epics because I think that that's our story. We were, uh, you know, the gospel story is an epic and it's, um, you know, this beautiful story. And it's kind of like everything else is written, uh, inspired and surrounded by the gospel story. And so I love to think and write about and watch movies that are kind of those big adventure stories. 
I could totally relate. And it was really cool because, you know, as you grew in your music career, you fell in love with a lot of the new grass artists. Um, what inspires you with that type of music? Yeah, so we moved from California to Virginia when I was about 10 years old, and we were freaked out as kids. There's uh, 10 kids in the family. I think there's probably eight, I think, at the time when we moved. And we just didn't know the country life at all, but my parents moved us from suburban California to middle of nowhere in our eyes uh, in Virginia. And my dad was trying to help us get used to this new climate, which we basically are in love with now. And I, and I love that I'm from Virginia. And he, he introduced us to bluegrass music. And we fell in love with that music and, those, and all the festivals that they were having and started playing that music and performing um, that music. And I, I love it. It's really earthy. And, you know, we're, we're pretty earthy now. <laughs> Being uh, Living out in the country, we live on a vineyard. I'm actually living in Nashville, too, so I go home a lot because I love my, my country life with my family as well. Are there any artists out there that inspires you deeply? Yeah, so a lot of the great bluegrass and newgrass musicians are from um, our area, um, but really from all over. So there, I would say Virginia, There's I've definitely played with a couple of bands that I really, really love. I don't know if they've inspired me deeply, though, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, uh, I've, it's cool because we live about five hours from New York City. Wow. And I've, I've been getting really into uh, Broadway musicals. And so actually kind of my heart right now has been in New York and, and I've, got, I've gotten to see um, several of the shows and, and really be I'm, I'm actually that's what I'm working on all the time is my musical theater voice so that's kind of where my heart is at the moment um but definitely Virginia there's some amazing musicians from there as well oh wow especially the whole Broadway stuff that's gonna be really neat do you want to be on a Broadway I'm not even dreaming that yet <laughs> I'm like not even daring to dream that yet no. but secretly yes secretly <laughs> yes I'll I love you. it only you can know that okay good <laughs> So the cool part about your story that I read in your bio is that, you know, you were a young person performing already at 16 and 17. But, you know, there was a little part of you that didn't feel like you can be creative on your own with the way that you wanted to be labeled as an artist, your creative music freedom. So I think you took a little bit of time off from the music world. Is that true? I did. Yes. So I was performing as a teenager in contemporary Christian music and felt really unsettled working like that and being away from my family so much. And I loved playing soccer and, and being able to go and see my friends. And so I kind of stopped for a bit and went to Christendom College in Front Royal of Virginia, which is a great liberal arts school, and uh, was studying philosophy and literature, history, and really loving that. And then after a couple of years, just knew that I was called to do music. My sister was I was working as a folk missionary uh, in Nashville, and uh, and I just I, it was worked out great. I was able to move back to Nashville and be there and begin songwriting and performing again. And then it kind of very naturally was doing less of contemporary Christian music and more just pop music. And yeah, so I did take a break, and I'm I'm really happy I did. It, 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 I lost some momentum, which was hard, you know, to go back in after. A lot of those connections you've made are lost because you haven't been in the industry for a while. But I think in the end, I wouldn't trade having those teenage years 
and with my family. Oh, for sure. I think what's really cool about your story is that you didn't let anyone else tell you that you couldn't do what you wanted to do. And I think that's very important, especially for young girls. What would you tell young girls about not letting go of who they are, even though success might be around the corner? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I'm so blessed to have just strong family that to me, my faith in my family, that's all that matters. And so whether music works out or not, of course, I really want it. I'm kind of a psycho about (laughs) (laughs) determination on doing this. But in the end, it's like my identity is in Christ and we're made in love for love with love. And that if you know that, that you'll never try do anything that would be contrary to that person that you are. And it's hard because there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of, you know, you can be tempted just for that kind of quick fame or someone thinking that you're cool because you did that or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's actually turning away from who you truly are. Amen. Let's talk a little bit about Letterboxd because it's your first full length album. You've had previously recorded um, a lovely EP, right? Yes. uh And so what's really creative about your gift is that you intertwine your love for classical literature into your music. And I find that very different from other people. Can you tell us a little bit about your creative process in music writing? Yeah. So when I write in Letterboxd uh, in particular is an album that was written as like, as like letters. So basically Letterboxd, so, you know, everyone or or I do at least have a, a box where I keep all my special letters and ticket stubs and things that are are really precious to me. And there was a lot of things that I wanted to say during that time period. It was about five years um, the songs go from fan. And that I wanted to say that, but I maybe didn't have the bravery or or the right words to say. So I wrote a song about it. And so it's kind of letters to different people. And it's very relationship based, whether it's friendship or family or boyfriend, girlfriend. And so that was definitely a big inspiration for Letterboxd. And for me as a songwriter, I can't write unless I'm deeply connected mm-hmm. to what I'm writing about. But as a reader and someone who loves classic literature, I kind of have fallen in love with many of these characters and they become good friends in a way. Mm-hmm. And so there is, um, you know, the song The Side of Paradise that we listened to earlier is inspired by F. Scott Fitzgerald and his, uh, his book, The Side of Paradise but also Great Gatsby and and, um, the other ones, uh, The Beautiful and Damned. I mean, there's so many great books that he's written. Um, My song, Story, has references from anything from the Iliad, (laughs) uh, Lord (laughs) of the Rings, uh, Peter Pan. So just trying to add those those characters that I just fell in love with into my song. Oh, my goodness. You're embodying, like, my whole world. I love everything about that. (laughs) We need to hang out. I know. We totally do. I feel like we're, like, best friends already. (laughs) So then what was it like performing Letterboxd this past year? I mean, you've been on tour, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's been so cool. It's been <laughs> so cool. I really am uh, enjoying performing those new songs. I, the EP was out for a long time before Letterboxd came out, and I was so ready you know, to have new material. And I got to perform in Germany and Denmark, uh, and I got to perform in uh, Canada and all over the country singing these new songs. And that's just been really, uh, really amazing. So then my vote goes to This Side of Paradise as my favorite song, but Lost at Sea is having a little bit of a battle with This Side on Paradise. Oh, <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome. But what would you say would be your favorite song off the album, if you have yeah. one? I know it's hard. <laughs> well, I definitely, I think I do. And in, in, in too, it's like, I'm a little bit sick of it now because I, we listen, you know, you're, you're working on it and, and listening mm-hmm. to it so much to try to 
you know, make it the way you want it. And so by the time the album's done, you're like, I never want to listen to this again. Um, but uh, my favorite song, I think, is Glitter Gold, which mm-hmm. is a slow, very sad song, but a song that I think musically was exactly how I wanted it to sound. Just I was like, this, if I could dream, you know, this song and what I wanted it to sound like, it's just so much. Uh, and also, it's just a song that just was really dear to me. And so I think that's my that's my favorite one. That's really cool. I'm going to have to play it at the end of the podcast so everybody can hear it, too. (laughs) So, you know, earlier I said that you're an artistic dynamite, but I forgot to mention that along with your blogging, I feel like you can have a really cool career in modeling. I mean, your website is gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. That you know, people that take for that to happen. It's incredible. It's hilarious. I just I like want. I should show more of what I actually look like every day, but I did. That was really a dream come true because I love uh, Taylor Swift's Red album artwork, mm-hmm. if you yes. remember that album. Yes. And and it was just this really cool, uh, clean, hippie look. And I said, hey, could I get the same photographer as, as her? And I'm thinking there's no way. And wow. they're like, yeah, sure, that's great. So my record label um, got Sarah Barlow to do, and I used an amazing... Uh, makeup artist Megan Thompson who's so good and does like you know a lot of stars and so I got this really uh, incredible and I, and it was fun because you know we're talking I, I'm very like theatrical and and I love and like enchantment and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so it was so fun to get to wear like on the website I'm wearing like a really heavy glittery jacket with a dress or something cool right? yeah yeah we like made a dress it's gorgeous out of just a bunch of different things and these like jeweled uh shoes <laughs> so, was, and i have i don't know if you i have this one where i'm wearing like literally huge bouquet of flowers on yes. my head and it's just all these crazy things and i got to put glitter all over me i was like this is a dream come true oh my gosh throw glitter all over me <laughs> exactly so then when it comes to your blogging on that writing platform what piques your interest why do you love writing in that format versus music writing Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I love to blog. I've always loved to write. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan of bloggers out there, especially Ann Boskamp is one. She's a, um amazing Christian blogger that's written some really cool, cool books that inspired me. And, and so I, I just always am expressing myself in some way or another, I think. And blogging is just very, very natural. And, and the blog's called uh, Surprised by Beauty because I started writing in kind of a tough time in my life. There was kind of a lot of crazy things happening, but I was seeing beauty through a lot of that pain. And, and so the tagline is The Curiously Beautiful Life of Marie Miller. And I, I just had to share some of the cool things that was happening and, and then just continued writing. Well, I love your blog post about Wonder Woman because you have five good lessons that I'm taking into account now. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I and love Wonder Woman yeah. so much. So then you had Don't Underestimate Yourself, Work Art Hard, which that's probably like my weakness. <laughs> yeah. Don't Settle. Humanity is broken, but totally worth fighting for. And I believe in love. I feel like love really embodies all of those topics that you pointed out. And it's so important how to love others and especially ourselves. So what would you say how important it is to see that God loves unconditionally and to carry that love within ourselves every day? Right. I mean, that's the whole reason why we do this, right? Like what you do in media and what I do in music is that to to share that love. Mother Teresa, um, you said, like, 
Jesus came for one purpose, to tell you that God loves you. And we all want to hear that. And so I think in everything we do, it should just be another way of trying to express to one another that God loves us and that we should, and that we love each other um, because he loved us first. So yeah, that's the, the whole thing. And be- I think beauty is a, a catalyst for love. When you see it, you're like, I want to share this with somebody. Um, you know, where did this come from? And uh, when something's so beautiful, it, it can only be made from love. So that's, yeah, that's really the whole reason I do this. And you also have a beautiful message from your Advent and Alice in Wonderland post, which, by the way, mm. all of your titles are super catchy. Thanks, girl. <laughs> so then in the blog, you say, how many miracles do I miss when I focus so much on what I don't have yet? And I think a lot of us mm. do think that. At least for me, like to get to where I'm at now, it took a long time. And even after college, I always thought that I would get a job right after, you know, graduating and and life would be aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. So how are you making sure to not miss the small miracles all around you every day? Oh, my gosh. It's my biggest challenge. um, And I really struggle with it. I want to know your I mean, what do you do? Because I'm so bad at it. Um, I like to think that I think about all of the good things that are in my life, especially the positive people around me. And I think that's Mm. something that you have said and you relate to as well. Mm. No, that's a really good point to to focus on those people that really are the most important things, like more, so much more important than whether you, you know, have a number one song or, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is that, Mm um, no, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is, is really important. And, and, uh, yeah. And, that's another Ann Vodkamp, who I love talking about the blogger. Um, Thanksgiving precedes the miracle. Mm-hmm. So we first give thanks, and that's what Jesus did in the Eucharist. And then he was able to perform, you know, the, the Eucharistic miracle. Oh, I like your point better than mine now. <laughs> no, girl, you're so good. You're so good. <laughs> so then through your entire journey so far and all the challenges, maybe some upsets, the incredible success that you've had, how has your faith shaped you as a person? Because I feel like you're such a strong individual. Thank you. I try so much, and I'm failing and trying. And, and yes, no, my faith is really everything, uh, and I have to live like that. Sometimes I don't. But um, the story that we just experienced of Easter is the whole point. And it's, I just wrote a blog about that. It's our happily ever after. And and so I truly believe that that's, that that's real and that there's a resurrection and that heaven is something that we're going to see. So I try to, to live that way and, and in everything I do. So when I'm playing music, um, when I'm John Paul II says beauty is a call to transcend, it stirs us to hidden nostalgia for God. And so that's why I play music. And yeah, so my faith really is, is everything. And I try to, I've been trying really hard this year to not just do music things, um, but to give in love outside of music, but just to to see a neighbor that's lonely or to make sure that I'm keeping on top and visiting my grandparents and calling them. And to I was able to go to Uganda uh, in February and work with an amazing organization called Infant Hope that works with children with disabilities in Uganda uh, and an advocate for them. And so I'm really trying to do that because I think if you don't give, um, then you have nothing, which is strange. It's a paradox. But I, I really, I've been very selfish in my life and it makes me miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to change that. <laughs> and I think you're mm-hmm. on a really good start. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so I think we've waited far too long for this cliffhanger that I left everybody back on. And I w- really want to talk about it because 
you know, call me curious. I was on your Instagram and I saw that you posted that throwback photo and I thought, oh my gosh, she took a picture with the Backstreet Boys. I mean, they're not in sync, but I mean, I love them both. (laughs) (laughs) And then it wasn't only that you took a photo with them. No, you opened a concert for them, right? I did, yes, at Disney World. Oh my gosh, my mind is blown. Tell me all about it. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah, all dreams come true. I, uh, uh, I got to perform at a Christmas show, and it was the Backstreet Boys, Colby Calais, and the Plain White Teeth, and then I opened wow. the show. And so very, very incredible. My song, You're Not Alone, was playing on a radio station uh, down where you guys are. You're in Orlando, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, so and, oh and I got to play there. So it was really, really exciting. I'm, I'm waiting for the for the call back. I'm like, Nick, Carter, come on, <laughs> we're best friends now. I want to play again with you. <laughs> Is he your favorite? <laughs> uh, you know what? My favorite was always Kevin growing up. Oh, uh, nice. He's the tall, serious one. Yeah. Yeah. So that still, one. <laughs> he was. Super, they were the nicest people I've ever met. Oh, I love them. That is they, such a great experience. They were amazing. Speaking of experiences, you've also had a song uh, debut like on Dance with the Stars, right? I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. Marie, you are incredible. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Thank you. So then Thank do you have you. any future projects coming up that you could share? I mean, I know you're on tour, so that keeps you really busy. Yeah, so the really big thing that's going on is my first headlining tour. So I've performed a lot, but usually when I'm out and about around the country, I'm either at a festival or I'm opening for another artist. So in December, did a month with Chris Allen, the American Idol winner, and then Five for Fighting, which is a really great band. And these, there were great shows and big shows, but it wasn't my show. I was just opening. So mm-hmm. for the first time, we're doing a tour called the Boardwalk Tour, and it's I'm headlining, it, wow. which is really exciting. So that's the big thing. Uh, I always am thinking and releasing videos, like always thinking about what else can we do. So those those yeah. will come out over the year. And I mean, really, I'm songwriting for the next album. So that, that's like not sure what, when that will come out, yeah. but, you know, that's in the works. Because something that you also like to do is do covers from other from other artists' songs, right? Mm-hmm. I do, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, when are you going to drop your Taylor Swift one? <laughs> well, did you see Getaway Car? No, I Get didn't. Away- no. Yeah. All right, that's it. Tell me your website. Tell everybody your website because we need to go right now and check. Totally. So it, actually, probably knowing me, it's not on my website, but it's on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but my website is MarieMillerMusic.com. Okay, great. And then do you have a Twitter or Facebook or Instagram you'd like to share? Well, obviously Instagram because I, I stalked you on Instagram. I mean, come yeah, on. <laughs> please, talk away. I love when people talk. Um, I have, yes, Instagram is Marie Miller Singh. And Twitter, I believe, is Marie Miller Singh as well. And that's the one I don't use as much. And then Facebook is just slash Marie Miller. Perfect. So thank you mm-hmm. so much for being on Faith Art Radio, Marie. It was great having you on the podcast. Great to talk to you. Have a blessed day. All right. So I'm Catherine from Faith Art Radio and catch you on the next one.
Get out. 